Oscar Piastri and Carla Sainz. Carla Sainz whinging like a little schoolgirl. Oscar shouldn't have gone up the inside of me at turn one. What a load of crap, Peter. Yo, everybody. Today's going to be an interesting one, I think. You know what? Formula One is down for the next month. And it feels like there's nothing else to talk about. It's kind of weird because I've talked about it for so long here in the last couple of weeks. Even though there's plenty to talk about. We're talking about a lot of dating, relationships, what's going on in the world. It's a weird feeling. Formula One, it's, it's like the world is over or something. Very strange. Anyway, I hope everybody's doing well. And you know what? Today, it kind of actually made me relax there a little bit. Because I was like, oh my god. For a brief second, I was like, what do I do? What do I do? There's nothing else to talk about. That's not true, of course, guys. But I tell you, like, what's going on here? It's weird the way things can actually, like, it's almost like grief in a way that you don't feel it anymore. Very bizarre. Very bizarre. But uh, you know what? There is plenty to talk about today, guys. We're going we're gonna to shoot the shit here, actually. I quite like these ones where you feel like, just talk free. I like this one. By the way, guys, sorry, if you're watching me on YouTube here, I'm kind of up and down here on my keyboard. I'm bringing up something here, which I want to bring up today. There's quite a bit to talk about here today. Firstly, second, UFOs. Have you heard about the Senate hearing last week? Oh, my God. We don't need to know, actually, guys. We don't need to know the actual result here if there is such thing as UFOs. I think there'd be a worldwide meltdown, even though I'm obsessed with the whole thing. I don't think it's a good idea we find out. Oppenheimer, unbelievable dating movie, and I'm going to tell you why in a minute. And we're going to talk about remote working. Jesus. I was even looking on articles online there last week about remote working, seeing what psychologists are talking about. Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? And there's some pros and cons. And I even did a podcast a few episodes ago, or whenever it was, about the advantages and disadvantages. And yet I'm getting shit on social media. People are like, yeah, well, speak for yourself. Obviously, your dating life's not going very well. Guys, I'm trying to help, okay? Because I know there's a lot of people struggling out there right now. And you know what? I reckon, actually, the people that are bitching and moaning actually know I'm right. But anyway, we'll come back to that. So, guys, a lot to talk about. It's August. Anyone gone holidays this year? It seems like social media and everything in general online is a little bit quieter this uh, this month, which is always a good thing. It was like that last year, too. So it does look like August is a bit of a quieter month, which, you know what? I think it's a good thing, guys. Honestly, I really do. I think people need to just relax, take the fucking month off, or just even if you're going on a one or two week holiday, go on the one or two week holiday, but take it easy for the rest of the month. We still got the, fir- the fourth quarter here coming up. Uh, in the next September, October, November, December. It's going to be madhouse at that stage. So I hope you're all on a good holiday. But all right. Okay. We're going to talk about Carla Science and we're going to talk about fucking Carla Science and Oscar Piastri. Jesus Christ. What? Carla Science. What a little bitch. What a little bitch. Okay, guys. So I'm going to share my screen with you here, right? And we're going to take a look at this now. Okay. And I'm going to show you exactly what I mean about the racing line and Piastri is dead right to go up the inside. Now, let's see, do I have it all up here? I do. Okay, so guys, here we are. We have Piastri in the inside line. Now he's in fifth. 
Carlos Sainz is in fourth. Now, he's on the outside. Now, technically, Carlos Sainz is ahead because he's in fourth. Piastri's fifth. He's a bit far, far back. However, let's go with the start here, right? Now, Carlos Sainz is still ahead. Piastri's behind. Okay? Here we go. Now, can we see here now? Piastri's made a little bit of ground. He's in the inside of Carlos. Now, at this stage, Piastri... <sighs> you could say he doesn't have the racing line because he's behind. But watch. Now, here we go. Here we go. Now, at this stage, Carlos is ahead. Right? Yes, he is. At the same time, Carlos has just lunged over into the inside in Piastri's, almost into Piastri's line, okay, in straight line ahead. Now, Carlos isn't actually at fault here. He's just going to see what happens. And believe me, guys, I've, I've been in this scenario hundreds of times where things just go mad at the start, right? You've no idea where your opponent's going to go, so you've got to improvise at the last second. And that's exactly what Carlos Sainz is doing. He's not wrong. And Piastri is not wrong because Piastri right now sees the inside line. Okay? Now, here we go. Nice and early. Now, at this stage, suddenly, here we go. Now, Carlos has come right in. Let's just go back a small little bit again. Now, you can see the gap is narrowing, 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 narrowing. But, in fact, let me just go back again because it's kind of hard. Now, Carlos signs would know if he's any fucking decent of a racing driver he'd know that there's gonna probably be someone up my inside here okay every racing driver worth his salt knows this he's got to have awareness around him all around so let's keep moving again now carlos has moved out a little bit he's locking up now at the same time he's jumping in and i can guarantee you ladies and gentlemen at this stage, Carlos Sainz is thinking, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, maybe there's someone up by inside. Now, he's hoping the guy up his inside is going to back off and let him have the, the gap, okay? Nice and early. Now, Suddenly. at this stage, Carlos is, look at him, he's right up on top of his fucking wheel, okay? He's really come in into Oscar Piastri now, and I know this. Oscar Piastri, this is not his racing line going into turn one. He doesn't want to be in this close. So he's had to almost force his way over. Let me just go back a small bit here again. I know it's very hard to kind of pick this up, guys, right? Nice Let's have a look. Now, look at Piastri's wheel. Now look, see the way he, he all see the way he went from gradually turning in to like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. So Piastri's had to put on more lock going into the right hander, turning in right because Carlos has come from nowhere, okay? Now, you still wouldn't blame Carlos Sainz at this stage, right? And I'm not even going at him. I'm not. This is just a fucking racing incident because Piastri, out of nowhere, has Carlos Sainz on top of him. I mean, look, guys, at the camera here. That's, that's insanity, okay? He's trying to, Carlos Sainz is trying to blame Oscar Piastri. He shouldn't have gone up the inside of turn one. That is the most ridiculous fucking bullshit excuse to blame another driver. And to be fair, I actually thought Carlos Sainz was better than this. I honestly, really, truly did. I thought he was better than that. Why he would actually go blame him for that. That is ridiculous. I think what it is, 
he's the new guy in town, Piastri. Probably a threat. That's the way Carlos Sainz is looking at him. And he's like, no, no, I'm showing these junior players who what it's all about. And in to Piastri's defense, even if he tries to back out here, he's gonna have to sh- he's gonna have to lock on the brakes, and he knows from behind there's gonna be people up his ass, and he's gonna if he locks on the brakes, people are gonna go up his backside, hit him, and then there's gonna be a huge collision. So Car- Oscar Piastri is actually being self-aware here. Because he knows, okay, I don't lock on the brakes, don't lock on the brakes. Whereas Carlos Sainz is doing a fucking lunge up the inside. Now, let's keep going. And then he's fucked. And believe me, ladies and gentlemen, Oscar Piastri is not trying to drive up the inside and hit the fucking barrier here on the inside of the corner. Okay? Carlos Sainz just made a mistake at the end of it. Now, at the start, right up to before they got to this part... I still wouldn't be blaming Carlos Sainz. Now, at this stage, he should have felt Oscar Piastri in his inside because it looks like they touched. And he should have went, oh, fuck, and moved over to the left. Now, to be fair, maybe on the left-hand side, he squeezed in and he can't go anywhere either. Right? So let's keep going. I don't know what he was doing. And the way I see that was a simple racing incident. For Carlos Sainz to go blaming Oscar Piastri. And believe me, guys, I've been racing since I was 10 years of age, right? Whether I'm any good, whether I was any bad, it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant because I had enough experience to know what the racecraft is. Okay? Now, most of the time, when you try and drive in these cars, you're down low. Right, and I know this from Formula Ford and Formula 3, Formula 2000, all the old cars. You're down low. Same time you got some mirrors. So Carlos Sainz would have mirrors. Now, to be fair to Carlos Sainz, Piastri was coming up alongside him. Okay? I can't speak 100% fact that did Carlos Sainz see him in his mirrors? He should have. But again, let's not put that on him either. Okay? I'm trying to be fair to both drivers here. But I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, no. Do not blame Piastri for that. That was not a rookie mistake because he doesn't know Formula 1. That's total bullshit. If you're in Formula 1, you've got there because you've raced in carts, cars, whatever it is. Racecraft is always the same whether you're in carts or Formula 1. Trust me, ladies and gentlemen. The basics and simple racing line, this and that, they're all the same. So, Carlos Sainz, crying like a little schoolgirl, ignore him. And I'm sorry, if you're a Carlos Sainz fan, that's okay. And I'm not even blaming him for the incident, okay? I just put it down to racing incident. But for him to go blame the other guy, it's pathetic. I think we're opening up Pandora's box if we ever find out about UFOs. And I think the whole world will go into meltdown, including me, including everybody else. I don't think we'll be able to handle it. Did we handle coronavirus very well? No, we didn't. All right, let's keep this now going. Now, we've talked about Carlos Sainz and Piastri. I'm done. I'm having a rant today. I'm having a good bitch and vent and moan and rant, aren't I? Here, fucking hell. So... Guys, have you seen this UFO business? By the way, look, I love UFOs. I'm obsessed with it. I've watched Joe Rogan podcasts about 50 times in repeat 
each episode talking about UFOs. I, I, I can't get enough of this. I just can't. I'm fucking obsessed. But, uh, oh my God, like, Jesus Christ. I think we're opening up Pandora's box here. I think we're opening up Pandora's box. I think we're opening up Pandora's box if we ever find out about UFOs. And I think the whole world will go into meltdown, including me, including everybody else. I don't think we'll be able to handle it. Did we handle coronavirus very well? No, we didn't. Oh my God. Like, Jesus, that was a fucking nightmare. And we'd be able to know that those other civilizations out there, that they're traveling here. Like, imagine this scenario, right? Like, did anybody see that Senate hearing? Is it David Grush? Whatever his name is now. Forgive me if I can't remember the names. And there was your man, uh, Ryan Graves, Justin Graves, Ryan Graves, and Commander David Fravor. So those three guys were testifying in Washington that there is, on these are definitely non-human aircraft. And Grush was saying that, yeah, there's some crashed, a crashed ship or whatever with bodies. That's what he's been told. Imagine if we find out the truth. We're opening up Pandora's box here. Curiosity kills the cat most of the fucking time. And you know what? Everybody's obsessed. And I have to say, I get to a certain stage where like, God, I want to know, I want to know, I want to know, I want to know. But you know what? Do I really want to know? What happens if I do find out? And I go, shit, actually, I wish I didn't know. It'd be all right, wouldn't it? Curiosity's killing the fucking cat. We're getting all too worked up. Like, imagine if you were living in a neighborhood and all of a sudden you knew that there was your neighbor you hear about this neighbor right he floats around the, the neighborhood the the housing estate that you live in right you never meet him but you know he's out there okay and he's got the biggest gun in the world okay he's got bombs he's got guns he's and i mean the most lethal biggest guns in the world and he carries them around every day now Imagine that's exactly what the UFOs are like. Imagine if we do find out that they are UFOs. And all of a sudden, yes, ladies and gentlemen, actually, do you know what? Uh, we're completely defenseless against them. We've no idea what to fucking do. Our nuclear bombs are worthless. They're pieces of shit comparing to their, to their technology. They can do whatever they want. They can come. They've got force fields. They can go up, down from, what is it, 80,000 feet to 50 feet in one second or something. Don't quote me that on exactly now, but something like this totally defenseless and they're out there and uh yeah they could take us out at any stage <laughs> you know what sometimes it's actually better to be in denial it, like we don't need to know this and what about the the religious beliefs of us i mean i believe in god and i i i honestly think i would still believe in god if i did find out there was ufos out there but maybe i wouldn't maybe i'd think twice you know Maybe I'd be thinking twice. Well, hang on a second. I always thought we were the only ones and we're all special, but what about these guys out here? Do they have a God? Do they believe in God? Are they God? Like, I'd hope I wouldn't have those, those thoughts, but maybe I would. You know? Maybe I would. I hope I don't, if I ever find out. I just think we're opening up Pandora's box, ladies and gentlemen. I... I I, I just don't see how this is going to do any good for any of us. <sighs> Let's move on. Peter. Wow. 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 Wow.
date movie, whether you're on a first, second, third, seven thousand date with somebody, if you're married, if you've got a boyfriend, girlfriend, get to this movie. It is savage. Okay, let's move this on. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you this. Oppenheimer, a great dating movie. Now, I know everybody's going on about Barbie and this and that, right? Ladies and gentlemen, this is a fantastic movie. A fantastic date movie, whether you're on a first, second, third, 7,000 date with somebody. If you're married, if you've got a boyfriend, girlfriend, get to this movie. It is savage. It is absolutely savage. And here's why. Killian Murphy, fellow Irishman, in fact, he was even in my, my school. In fact, his brother, his younger brother, was in my class in, in school. So it's great to see a Prez man out there, if anybody knows Prez. Um, Killian Murphy was in Prez too. Fantastic to see. Now, I'm not praising him because he's a Prez man. This guy is awesome in this movie. And I'm sure even Matt Damon was saying it. He said this is an unbelievable performance. Uh, there's so many people saying it's an unbelievable performance. In IMDb, it's actually, I think, 20, as far as I remember when I last saw it, it's the 20, it's, sorry, ranked number 29 in the top 250 movies of all time. Now, got, like, ladies and gentlemen, if you've never been on IMDb, the Internet Movie Database, check it out. It's a great app. It's free. IMDb, Internet Movie Database. It's a fucking brilliant app. And you should look at the, the top 250. Brilliant selection in the top 250. I mean, if you're ever looking for just normal movies to watch, go to the top 250 in IMDb. You'll get some great options to choose from. It's just brilliant. And this is number 29. Like, that's a hard thing to do, ladies and gentlemen. Get to number 29. That is a very, very fucking hard thing to do on IMDb for a movie coming out so quick. Because what happened was IMDb came out, what, maybe 15, 20 years ago? And people were rating the movies right back then. Because it was new, it was fresher. So even as the time have gone on, less people are rating the movies now because, number one, people got in there first and it was fresh, it was new, but I suppose just the, the novelty of rating movies, people didn't really give a shit. But, like, it's so good, people are jumping onto it. I mean, Killy Murphy's amazing, Robert Downey Jr., oh my god. Robert Downey Jr. is just an absolute villain in this movie. He is sensational. The guy deserves to be Oscar nominated, hands down. I mean, this is a different side of Robert Downey Jr. You, you've seen. The guy's a method actor. He's amazing. He's amazing in this movie. I think it's his best performance. No doubt. No question. He is absolutely unreal. Matt Damon, he's brilliant in it. This plays a real... Uh, well, he plays a U.S. Army general. He's got no time for anybody. He doesn't really like dealing with Oppenheimer and anybody that he he's dealing with in the movie. I'm, don't worry, not spoiler alert. But he just he's just such a whatever, I don't give a fuck, get the job done, in, out, good luck. Uh, he doesn't want to spend one more second with anybody <laughs> that he doesn't have to. Like, soon as somebody gets a job done in the movie, right, he's gone, good luck. And he's done, and you know, it's all about keeping the secret compartmentalized. He's like, I can't even say the word. But honestly, and when I came out of the movie, it's a three hour, 15 minute movie, I think. But when I came out, ladies and gentlemen, it was so, it was amazing to see the reaction. I mean, there was a lot of women in there. Um, I'll be going to see it again 
very soon in the movies. Incredible. I saw it on IMAX. And I, I was waiting for my friends coming out of the movie. I was one of the first out in our group. And I just saw women coming out going, wow, that was fucking amazing, wasn't it? I mean, it's, it is, it's absolutely worth it as a date movie, ladies and gentlemen. You gotta go. You gotta go. So, yeah, that's Eimenheimer. So, let's move this on. Peter. Wow. Good for a lot of people. I really don't think it is. I think there's some advantages. Of course it is. But just for the term, the sheerest part of your social life, people get just a bit too lazy going out. People are a bit more <sighs> cautious about dating. Peter. Okay, remote working. Is it any good for anybody? Personally, I think it's a disaster for relationships. And let me tell you why. Guys, like, here's the problem here. I've been doing some research. I've been doing some research the last few weeks on remote working and what's going on with the dating world. Are people just lazy? Now, does the laziness come from remote working and you're just sitting around at home in your pajamas? You've got your slippers on. You've got a cup of tea whenever you want. I even know this girl who was talking about remote working only recently. And I know her quite well. And we were talking about it. And, and I actually turned to her and I said, you know, you're a social butterfly. And I won't mention her name. I said, you know, you're a social butterfly. Like, did you like remote working or did you miss being around action? She goes, you know what, Peter? When I was in it, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I thought, this is, this is incredible. This is great. But then she came back to the office a year later and she went, actually, the moment I got back to the office, I realized, oh my God, that was horrendous. So it was almost like she forgot what she was missing. It was like she didn't, she didn't know any better because she got so used to remote working. Personally, guys, I don't think it's any, maybe, I just don't think it's any good for us. I don't think... there's much good I mean you gotta push yourself and it's funny because I was on social media there a while ago and I've been doing some research here you know and by the way guys look you know if any if you watch me before and you know me I'll always admit it maybe I'm wrong but I'm trying to figure out what the fuck is going on here in the dating world because none of this makes sense none of this makes sense not at all remote working I think is a disaster for the dating world. And I got slated there on social media a while ago. I mean, some people were going on about, well, yeah, you know, oh, look, look at you now, yeah, yeah, look at you, yeah, sure. Just because your dating life is crap, don't blame it on remote working. I'm like, well, I'm not blaming it on remote working. Maybe, maybe, sorry, maybe it is sounding like I'm doing that. But I do think it does destroy dating, but I'm not blaming remote working. I'm blaming us. I'm not blaming the remote working. I'm blaming us. We need to get up off our asses and get back out there, push ourselves to get back out there. This is genuinely like going to the gym after work. We need to get back out there again, you know? And it'll take a while, but I think once we get the hang of it again, we're back into normality. The sooner you do it, the sooner you're fucking out the door. And I think the people that are complaining at the moment about me and giving me some shit 
Like, I think they're the ones that actually are struggling at home. Or they're too lazy. Like, if you weren't happy with remote working, wouldn't you be saying to yourself, jeez, maybe this remote working's fucking me up dating. Or if you gave a shit about dating and you really wanted to go dating, and if you couldn't get dates, which most people can't right now, wouldn't you be saying, well, fuck, man, maybe I should be open like this remote working's fucking me up. Maybe I should get out more because you'd be looking for excuses to get out the door. And I'm not having a go at anyone. I'm not. Because believe me, I can have my lazy moments since coronavirus too where I'm just sitting at home and I'm like, all right, Peter, push yourself. For fuck's sake, come on. So believe me, I'm in the same spot. I just push myself when I need to. When the lads are around for a cup of coffee, a cup of tea, a couple of beers, I'm out the fucking door. I'm going. Because tomorrow night I can always sit at home anyway. That's the only thing I'm doing. I'm pushing myself. And I've been trying to get some dates. Yeah. It's been very unsuccessful. And of course I thought about, well, geez, you know, that's a good starting point. And maybe those girls are onto something, you know. Maybe I'm doing something wrong, but I don't think I'm doing anything wrong. Because all my text messages back and forth between girls are absolutely fucking perfect. There's a bit of banter. There's fun, right? And they just disappear. And I'm hearing these dating stories all the time. So, you know, (laughs) if there's a will, there's a way. And if you really want to go dating again and you're fed up of like, oh, I really want to meet somebody, get back out there again. Don't you think you'd be you'd be looking over any under every stone possible? Anyway, so guys, I must have ranted for about 20, 25 minutes here today uh, about everything. (laughs) I'm very hyper today. Very hyper. All full of negative energy. Whoa. Good Lord. Anyway, guys, do you know what? Before I just start depressing even more, I think I'll leave you go. Guys, thanks for watching or listening, and I'll see you again. Peter. Wow. 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 Wow.